This episode of Vibe Keeper Radio Podcast is brought to you by the Primal Potency Program. The Primal Potency Program was created to help solve the man crisis rampant in our culture, meaning there's never been a time in history where men have afforded to be so sedentary and imbalanced. I know, I used to be one of those men until I experienced a wake-up call. We no longer have to chop wood, carry water, build things, or chase bears. Nature magically set it up for our ancestors where a natural lifestyle would have us physically working outside, hunting, building, eating meat, fasting, resting, procreating, and being naturally accountable for the rhythms of nature. Today, we've all but managed to out-technology the need for strong masculinity, muscles, testosterone, and accountability. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low due to inactivity, fake foods, xenoestrogens, and programmed conditioning which is creating catastrophic confusion and imbalance. The Primal Potency Program is a 100-day program which includes workouts, a paleo-keto-based nutrition program, a supplement list, social media support groups, and more designed to totally reset the body and jumpstart deconditioning from obsolete cultural programs to promote a sense of well-being, direction, and purpose for the masculine man. Normally priced at $100 for 100 days, for a limited time, I'm offering a 20% pre-launch discount until the launch date, February 1st. You can sign up now by clicking the link in the show notes or going to my website, thevibekeeper.com forward slash primal dash potency. That's vibekeeper.com slash primal dash potency. Welcome to Vibe Keeper Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Tate Alexander. This is the podcast where we talk about all things vibration, because everything in its essence is vibration. From the clothes we wear, to the relationships we have, to the food we eat, to the businesses we run, we are always consciously or unconsciously operating in a field of energy. We are here to utilize this knowledge in very grounded and practical ways. I've spent the majority of my life discovering what not to do by experimenting with the most radical life paths from growing up Christian to tantric mystical exploration to raw veganism to hitchhiking to living alone on a mountain in a tent to traveling across the Americas to drugs and sex and rock and roll to a psychonauts approach to shamanism basically stating every approach to life I could personally attempt I did I'm here to share my experience knowledge and perspective with you distilling what I have found works from what I have found absolutely does not we're going to be touching on a broad span of topics including communication, personal health, the dynamics of relating and grounding mystical knowledge so that it can be practical and integrated in the daily lives of the average or not so average man. I'm excited to host guests on this show whom I consider to be winners in their field. 
We're going to be talking a lot about masculinity and manning up. So hold on to your balls, gentlemen. Here we go. All right, welcome to Vibe Keeper Radio. Today we've got Troy Casey, the certified health nut. And he certainly is a health nut. Uh, This guy's got the brightest, most fascinating personality. I met this guy years and years ago. The reason he stood out to me was he was glowing. You know those healthy people. You see them. They're walking around. They got a big old bright smile on their face. And you're like, what's this dude into? So that's how I first uh, sort of saw Troy. Um my friend, my friends and I that know him kind of in the community, we joke around, we call him Uncle Troy, uh, because he sort of is this uncle I never had, you know, in the in the community, especially as the world is going absolutely crazy, you hold those people sort of dear and close to you. So we joke around and call him Uncle Troy. He has a book ripped at 50, A Journey to Self-Love. It's an amazing book. You should pick it up. Um, He talks about the nine pillars of health, which highly resonates with me. He's looking at health in a holistic perspective, not just picking it apart and only focusing on one thing, which I think is very important. So welcome, Troy, to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, brother. Thanks so much for having me on, Tate. We've been good friends for a long time. We met at the Rossum Food Club and... uh, you were hanging out there, and then they got busted, and they confiscated fifty thousand dollars worth of food, and uh, and the FBI and the, the the city attorney was there, and and I interviewed you, and it was great, and uh, that was up on Natural News. It's still up on my YouTube channel as well. Nice, yeah. I actually interviewed uh, James Stewart yesterday. We talked for about three hours on my podcast. Wow, that's great. How's he doing? He's doing great. Um, He's, you know, he's such a good guy. He's, he's very uh, wise. He's another one of those sort of uncle figures in the community for us. Uh, just a very generous, heart-centered man. Uh, you know, he's working with olive oil and apple cider vinegar and keen tone. So he's still in the health food industry. Um, so I wanted to, I, I already know this, but I want you just to tell everyone listening what is your mission on planet earth and what is your plan for accomplishing it? My mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems. My vision is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind. And my plan on how to execute, how to get the world healthy mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually is right out of the Kardashian playbook or the Gucci main playbook. I'm here to entertain the souls of the peepholes and bring them along with life affirmative principles. So what you see in the Kardashian playbook and the, in the rapper's playbook is a little, is, is some authenticity, but a lot of fakery and fuckery. And so we're subjugating that, but using the same type of tactics of entertainment and really sex sells is not is something that's not going away anytime ever. We, we, Everyone wants to get laid at the biochemical level. 
most people, 90 plus percent are addicted to pornography, especially men, 99 percent probably for men. Women, uh, the statistics a little bit uh, uh, lower, but uh, most people are doped up on, on an idea of their sexuality, sexuality and their creativity. Yet we're still driven by those hormones. So I'm going to use that and the media conduits to entertain the souls of the peoples. That is my mi mission and methodology. And at 55 years old, I can take my shirt off. I can be a sexy man. I can be a fit human being. And that's attractive to other people. And not that I'm God's gift to bodybuilding or physique or, or whatever. I'm just going to use the God-given talents that have been given to me and I was in front of the camera for 31 years. I've been in advertising, marketing, fashion, entertainment, TV, comedy. And so I'm going to use all those tools. And many of your followers, because I know you're a conscious guy, have probably seen the BBC documentary, uh, Century of the Self, on how the, the, the mind is programmed, brainwashing. Uh, brain viruses. And so I am looking to turn that around with life affirmative principles. So it's the same attraction uh, components. It's just that the back end is not selling you uh, toxic pharmaceutical drugs and chemicalized food. Yeah, definitely have common ground there. Me as a musician, I've got almost to the to the T, the same goals in mind. You know, I, I think we can make anything quote unquote cool you know <laughs> like we can make things attractive and we can either make something destructive attractive or something that's productive attractive um so i love to hear that uh on a similar mission but being expressed in sort of our own ways there well, uh, I'm, I'm very interested in getting into music tate and we, we should talk further because i really love your avant-garde uh style of music and um it's certainly. just another it's just another avenue. I've always liked hip-hop and rap music. So I think the first song that I'm going to do... Um, actually, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But I got a really <laughs> good song. It's a children's song, and we're going to make it into a hip-hop song and change the words a little bit around uh, men and masculinity. And Nice. Uh, the men go marching on. It's going to be fucking awesome and so i'll keep you in the loop on that maybe you can send me some producers or you know some people that make some good solid beats yes i do um we can talk on i don't know a whole lot of beat makers but i know great engineers mastering engineers uh we will definitely talk about that i want to talk about so you know we you talk you touched a little bit on like sort of the 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 evil brainwashers, you know, that, that, uh, most of the conscious community is familiar with where it's, it's hard to not be aware of the sort of, uh, Darth Vader's of the world, you know, the villains that exist. But I want to ask you who you see as the heroes in this world. Uh, first of all, and, and also second part of that question is what we can do practically in our lives to become one. Because I, I sort of see you as like a, a hero figure. And I think there's, there's other people that I see in this world. I'm like, they're doing the work. They're showing up. They got balls. And, uh, and they do have that sort of uh, hero complex. So who, who do you sort of see as heroes in this world? And, and what do you think we can do practically in our lives to uh, become one? You're muted. I go. consider, uh, 
I can say some people may think this is egotistical, but I, I just learned to honor myself and, and understand my own self-worth. But I consider myself, I consider myself a hero. Um, it's somebody I want to look up to um, in what they're doing. The other heroes out there are my, my fellow colleagues at the Czech Institute. So that's Paul Czech, that's J.P. Sears, Elliot Hulse. These are just some more of the popular people out there, but anyone who is a Czech practitioner and follows Paul Czech's extensive work in holistic health and rehabilitation, um, they're tapped into what food is, what soil is, what it takes to be a human being, what it takes to be healthy. These are, these are fundamental principles that all human beings should know. So when I get around my colleagues at the Czech Institute, um, we have a baseline of understanding. We don't have to convince people about research bias and that the food supply is, is contaminated. And so I think uh, Czech practitioners are major heroes today. And anyone who's standing up in the face of communism, totalitarian tiptoe, subversive takeover, uh, undermining masculinity and, and what men bring to the table, breaking up the family via feminism, not that women can't do whatever they want please anybody i'm the pied piper of human liberation everyone should be free to do what they want but men and women have natural roles and women are the natural nurturers of the children they are the ones that nourish the children so my big question to everyone out there in cyberspace that wants to peg me as a misogynist or some type of uh you know anti situation like that what happened to the food supply guys <laughs> Who was watching the food? Oh, the women went back to work. Why? Because the CIA worked with Gloria Steinem and they wanted feminism and women's lib to come up and, you know, make your own sandwiches, make your own food, clean your own house. You know, that's a disgusting job and women shouldn't have to do that underneath, the, you know, men, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you got your feminism. Now what happened to the children? Childhood obesity through the roof, childhood diabetes through the roof. Uh, ADHD, ADD, autism through the roof. Why? Because you didn't read the inserts of your vaccine ingredients. You didn't do your research as a human being. You just went and, 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 and trusted the devil to inject your children with all sorts of poisons. They poison the water. They poison the food. They poison the toothpaste. They poison the underarm deodorant. They poison the, 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 the food. They, they, they educated people on how to use microwaves and 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 now we got microwaves on our cell phones there's not a lot of consciousness it's good for business and i like business and moving ideas forward but we have a monetary system that is uh that has no intrinsic value and so the 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 sweat equity of human beings has been siphoned off the value of the dollar many, many times over. And so it's time to get conscious and clear. So the number one thing a human being can do out there to change the world and be a hero is be healthy, mentally, yeah. emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Hydration, nutrition, sleep, movement, purpose, dream, legacy. A man needs to know what their purpose is. I'm here to tell you that women raising children is enough of a purpose yes that needs to be put on a pedestal the children are our future of this planet it's very important that we support the women in doing that and in the same time we need to support the men and going out on the front lines changing the money supply changing the world using the 10 times the testosterone of a female to get out there and affect change use your voice speak up man up like, don't be weak. Get strength in your body. 
right? Get clear, clean out your body, clean out the vessel, fasting, internal purification, clean out the liver, clean out the kidneys, build strength, build endurance, get into the cold water, be resilient, be anti-fragile, don't be weak in the mind. You know, the list goes on extensively. It's a revolutionary act to be healthy right now, Tate. Yep. So that's prime directive for any man that's watching, man, woman, and child that's watching this. Be healthy and then fit into your community. Know your lane. Know what you're good at. Men have 10 times the testosterone. It's a good idea that we focus that energy and we honor those gifts. Women are the natural nurturers and nourishers of the children. And let's honor that as well. Let's stay in our lane. Good read is uh, David Data's Way of the Superior Man. Yes. So recognize our lanes. And I'm not saying it's perfect. And, and feminism and oil and fiat currencies got us to where we're at now. But real men recognize the cognition. They don't take the brainwashing and the programming uh, hands down. They're a little bit more aware on the perimeter of what's going to kill them or what's to eat. Right. And right now there's subversive activities and ideas, ideological uh, uh, components that are trying to undermine, undermine men, undermine, uh, undermine the family. Divorce is easy. So women just think, oh, I'm triggered by my man because there's been so much. There's been so much divide over the years. Divide and conquer is the oldest trick in the book. Recognize this. You don't have to deploy armies if you divide the plebes against themselves. And right. that is what's happening. Absolutely agree with you there. I, I got called a misogynist last night for making a post similar to what you're saying now. And you know what? It just fueled my workout. I just worked out hard. I was like, fuck you. And just channeled that energy into more working out. And, uh, you know, another thing that's come out of this sort of uh, masculinization of, of women in the, in the lib movement has been the only way men can polarize that is becoming more feminine, which we're obviously seeing as well. Um, which, I did that. Yeah, which, which, which leads me, I did that too, uh, which leads me to my next question, which is how can men move more into their masculinity in a way that helps women feel safe moving more into their femininity and surrender build strength in your body first and foremost do squats squats and deadlifts do calisthenics before you can do weight bearing make sure your biomechanics are there get your body moving properly and then load it up with some weights be intelligent don't overtrain. don't work out outside of your own capacity uh, have a lot of intelligence around it and build strength in your body consistently. If you do five pull-ups today and five pull-ups tomorrow and five pull-ups for the rest of the year, I do, I do 20 pull-ups. I get sore the next day. I'm out. You have more volume by the end of the year. You don't need to do a whole big workout all the time. Just do what you can when you can, but be systematic about it. I built a lot of muscle in, in golds. I was using five-pound dumbbells when I had autoimmune disease and I was healing myself from black mold exposure. I would go down there with five-pound dumbbells and I would just, each day I would work out. Then I'd move up to seven pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. My muscles got bigger. Strength came back in my body. I was doing deadlifts, air squats, and I built strength in my lower extremities. That's going to boost the testosterone. You, once the testosterone is boosted and get damn good sleep, and lower your stress levels. You'll get more mileage out of fine-tuning your nutrition. My nutrition program is perfect for that, cleaning out the body, fine-tuning uh, uh, your sleep hygiene, your circadian rhythms, and, uh, and lowering your stress level than trying to outrun your bad diet 
in the gym. People think I'm a gym rat. I'm 55 years old. I haven't been to the gym in the last year, maybe four times since lockdown. And so I'm fitter now than I am living on the land, running in the mountains, than uh, I was lifting weights in, in, uh, at, at Gold's. And so, so the bottom line is you can get fit anywhere. You can build strength, boost that testosterone. The sex hormones don't come out and play. The androgens, sex hormones are testosterone. Uh, and so uh, they don't come out and play if the stress uh, uh, hormones are elevated. So elevated cortisol will break down the body. So manage your stress levels properly. Build some strength in your body. That's the best thing that you can do. Strength, with strength comes clarity. The clarity of mind, man can cut through the fabric of reality. When their inner vision, they decalcify their pineal gland, they raise your vibrations through fasting and other techniques like Qigong and nature-based uh, uh, therapies. When you raise your vibration, your pineal gland is clear, you have that inner vision, you know what the heart desires, and you can program the mind with what the heart desires. And I've done research on this. I believe that altruism exists at the core level of all human beings. And if that's the case, I do know that most people desire peace and harmony. And if that's the case, then we start speaking that into existence. Peace on earth is coming. Peace on earth. I am creating peace on earth. I am creating peace inside myself first. All the certified health nuttery stuff that I do is really just to make sure that I'm not an asshole out in the world. I need to calm my nervous system. I need to make sure that there's minerals. I got, I got to be hydrated. You know, I've got, I've got 10 times the testosterone. I have a certain je ne sais quoi about me. I'm very fiery as the Aries moon. And so I want to be as calm and Zen as possible so I can be responsive, not reactive. And so all my meditation, ice baths, nutrition, fasting, um, breath work, all these things are, are designed to quell my anxiety. Now, the yogis figured this out through stresses in their life back 5,000 years ago. Now, with the modern-day stressors, man, I got to do so much yoga and, 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 and breath work, but not even make it a thing. I get out of a cold shower and I start, <laughs> I start doing breath of fire. I just do it right then and there. I see my dumbbells over there. I start doing curls for the girls. Maybe I do one set. Bottom line is I keep moving and I keep doing all these things. You build habits around them and then it's not a thing. It's a complete lifestyle. I just chucked down 150 calories of nutrient-dense organic wheatgrass grown in, grown in volcanic ash beds from heirloom seeds. I feel amazing, right? That was, that was just one trick and tool of the book. I've got some South American plants in, in my mouth right now. I'm always feeding the nutrition. I'm always feeding the neurotransmitters. I'm giving the body exactly what it needs in the moment. And I'm not perfect. So sometimes I fall. So I fall back on my habits and my lifestyle. Mm. And so that's how you be strong. Build it right into your lifestyle. Get, get very clear. Like cut the shit. All you guys listening out there, cut the fucking shit. Look in the mirror. <laughs> Look in the mirror and... Uh, and get clear on what you want. Don't be a victim. Don't don't let the communist takeover roll over you. It's like <laughs> you 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 got to get you got to get really clear in that mirror and then go forth. And if you don't have the information, get with Tate. He's got the information. Get with me. I got the information. We're doing we're doing sweat lodges and ice baths and men's work out here and holotropic breath work. We're doing healing out here in Sedona. It's designed for that to help you be resilient, strong, clear confident moving forward 
Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just launching my, uh, primal potency program through my website too. So I'll be training men out here as well. So if you're in Arizona, link up with Troy, very knowledgeable. We interrupt this program to bring you our musical guest. Here's a new one by Jeffer TD, Stockholm Syndrome. Lost in a land of BMWs and Catholic school dresses, wide-eyed faces, brand new dress, and AC's open, lost in a moment, solving So in your book, you touch a bit on plant medicine and your journey. That's another thing we have in common with uh, ayahuasca. Um, I want to know, you know, I know you touch on it in your book, but for those who haven't read it, and maybe we can go a little deeper here, uh, what has plant medicine done for you on your journey and, and how can men integrate their wisdom into our modern daily lives? I feel like plant medicine has so much wisdom to offer. However, if it's not integrated in a practical, grounded way, uh, it's sort of useless and you can go quickly down the woo-woo, airy-fairy spiritual path. So I would love to hear your thoughts and maybe your personal experience on, on how to integrate those, those lessons. You Great question, Woo. my friend. <laughs> um, look, ayahuasca is a tool. But just like a hammer, you can build a house or you can smash in somebody's head. Yep. So uh, it's, an, it's an incredibly powerful tool. My mentor in the Amazon said, when things go haywire in the world as they are today, man goes back to the origins. This is the plant teacher, the number one plant teacher, the mother, ayahuasca. And there's many other, right? There's peyote, there's San Pedro, there is iboga. Um, 
there are psilocybin mushrooms. There are very there are many sacred medicines, bufo alivarius, the 5-MeO-DMT toad, but also holotropic breathwork will, will get you there. So back to taking psychedelics. Big warning for anybody that's doing it, ayahuasca is only 50, maybe 30% of the work. Once you peeled open your consciousness, decalcified your pineal gland, and ayahuasca has the ability to do that, really open up that inner vision. Once you've started to do that, then you need to integrate those ideas in your life. What I tell my clients is don't quit your day job. Okay. Don't go home and, 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 you know, instantly call for a divorce, like go and search out good advisors, preferably the coaches that you're drinking medicine with. And again, there's a lot of plastic shamans out there that are just handing this stuff out like candy and, you know, uh, THC gummy bears. And so the fact of the matter is these are sacred medicines. It peels you wide open. It's going to help you see what's holding you back, what's in your way, and your movement forward. The thing is, is you've got to integrate that properly into your lifestyle because if you quit your day job and then you don't have the fiat currencies you can't pay for gasoline you can't pay for organic food your mineralization goes down you've seen the angels but you just don't understand why it's not showing up <laughs> in the third dimension <laughs> and then you've got you then you've got psychosis and you're breaking down and whether that's an abject level where you lose your fucking cookies or whether that's a low level and you think you know it all now and everybody should just conform to your ayahuasca awakening. And here's a newsflash. Just turn on the news. <laughs> the world isn't tapped into that, right? <laughs> Universal love consciousness and grateful for everything, right? That is what ayahuasca renders you into. And so taking that and integrating it in your life is a slow process. Six months integration for ayahuasca ceremonies. I recommend people go down to the jungle, work with the real shamans. Uh, not that there's not, you know, trouble down there with shamans taking advantage of Westerners. But at least you're going to be working with a lineage and they know how to work with the energy, the spirits, uh, etc. It's, it, you know, shamans, not a leaf in the wind. So source your medicine properly. I send people to Refugio Atiplano outside of Iquitos, Peru. Uh, I've been sending people down there for a long time. Refugio, High Plain Refuge, refugioatiplano.org.com, um, Instagram, Facebook. And I also send people to Rhythmia, which is a five-star spiritual center that's based on holotropic breathwork, four nights of ayahuasca, and Reverend Michael Beckwith, Bruce Lipton, you know, many of these major teachers, their curriculum is uh, there for the teaching. And shamans will tell you exactly. Ayahuasca is only 50% of the work. The integration is everything. So I got sideways on the disclaimer, but I think it's very important to, to lay that out uh, for all you medicine drinkers out there. There's a lot of work to be done on the back end. Don't just keep trying to go to the angels and get that euphoric experience. Um, you know, Try and build that serotonin and reuptake and DMT activation inside you with your own breath work right? Activate it without the drugs. So be very cognizant of your choices in drinking ayahuasca. The second thing I'll say, drinking it in city centers will open you up to the psychic density. So what is psychic, what is psychic energy? What is a psychic stress? You walk into uh, uh, your cubicle office building 
uh, on Monday morning, there's a certain psychic energy. Friday afternoon, certain psychic energy. Saturday morning, you walk into the to L.A. Coliseum. The Trojans are playing. <laughs> there's a certain psychic energy. Walk in the Coliseum on Tuesday morning when the only business people and the groundskeeper are there. It's a very different energy. So if you're doing medicine in a city center with all the discordant energies, the 5G, the Wi-Fi technology, the fear, the, the money frenzy, especially in somewhere like LA, the pollution, you know, you start drinking medicine there, it's not going to be as calm and tranquil and you're not going to get all the healing methodologies that the healing components of the rainforest, the cacophony of insects and birds singing frequency and vibration into you, the, the, the super high oxygen content uh, inside the Amazon. It's going to heal you on multiple levels, not to mention the nature devas. And the plants themselves are jealous. They're regional. They want to be used in the Amazon or in the jungle. And so uh, that's my recommendation. Be very cognizant about your choices. Don't make it about ayahuasca. Do your three, four sessions, two night session, four night session, 10 days in the jungle, whatever you're going to do, take six months to a year to integrate that. Don't keep running back to the, to the drugs, right? To the medicine. Don't just keep running back to it because it's not going to solve your problems. It's actually going to cause more problems and i see this prevalent i've seen it in my own relationship ayahuasca opened up my wife talking about more peace and harmony in our relationship and then we got together we got remarried on ayahuasca and then uh this past year her whole integration process it's been all about the medicine and she's doing the medicine with other people and then she has a week-long hangover look you do medicine you got to come back to your family. You got to come back to your job. You have responsibilities. You can't run away from society, quit your day job, tell everybody that now you, you don't know what it's like because you've seen the angels and you know, you don't know. You got to hold it together, man. You got to hold it together. You got the definition of shaman is one who can walk between both worlds. A lot of people drink medicine. And then they magically think they're a healer. Yeah. Newsflash. We're all healers, right? But there's work to be done to develop those skills. And so in the meantime, you want to recognize that your own medicine use and you want to be able to integrate the definition of the shaman is to walk between both worlds. And right now we are in the fifth dimension. I mean, we are moving toward word around the spiritual campfire is we're we're moving towards the fifth dimension and we're in the third dimension, the physical reality. And so, again, don't quit your day job. Recognize where you're at in time and space, which is the third dimension with fiat currencies and political weirdness and all sorts of ideas, uh, brainwashing around feminism and the Mockingbird media and MK Ultra programs that are all playing out with the military industrial complex. We got to be aware of that and navigate that. So the definition of the shaman is one who walks in between both worlds. I, I heard a great breakdown of the fifth dimension the other day because no spiritual woo-woos you know, can, can explain it. They're like, yeah, we're moving into the fifth dimension. What the fuck does that mean? And so he explained it. Great. It's actually the voice in your head when you're speaking to God or, or it's that voice inside of you it makes no sound, right? It's in the spirit world. And so he made a really good point and an, an, an analogy. And I encourage everyone to, to watch that. And so we're not there yet. We're not in the fifth dimension. We're getting inklings of it, right? 
Right. Uh, but we're still in the third dimension. So walk between both worlds, the new world and where we're at and be honest with yourself. The rules for alchemy, the law for alchemy, the formula for alchemy is love, truth, wisdom. You can never bullshit yourself. You have to look in the mirror and be truthful. And then you have to uh, hold steadfast to your dreams, clarify your dreams, your purpose and your legacy. By law, that creates tension. Oh, I'm fucking here. Oh, but I want to be there. Oh, shit. I'm not there yet. Ooh, let that keep tension. <laughs> Never bullshit yourself. Always yeah. look in the mirror. And then never let go of your dreams. By law, this creates tension. Tension must be resolved. Gold into lead or the wisdom. This is the rules for alchemy. Get clear in, get clear in your heart and program your mind with your heart's desire. And then move forward uh, uh, steadfast w with your goals, dreams, and desires, which is the fifth dimension, which is a baseline of what I believe we are going through in this evolution is a baseline of consciousness evolution. I believe we're going to go through an octave shift to where our vibrations are like coming out of an ayahuasca ceremony for all be beings on the planet, which is what? Ultimate love in my heart, love for everyone, and grateful for everything. Ooh. Yes. This is the baseline of what's coming to planet Earth. This is a baseline. We don't have to worry about talking about stupid ideological bullshit. You want an ideology? Get down with air, water, and soil and your motherfucking food sovereignty. How about that? That's yes. a good spirituality. That's a good political program to, to, to adopt to. Right, air, water, and soil, food sovereignty. You need water, you need food, you need shelter. Get clear on that, people, because to make this souffle, we got to crack some eggs. And <laughs> that's what's happening right now. The old must go. Yeah, I mean, I definitely resonate with that. My, my last time sitting with Aya uh, was very intense. And I wanted to take my clothes off and, and run around screaming, uh, the name of Yeshua and you know, it, it got, it got deep and the medicine basically told me, it said, look, you got two options. Either you go, you go into the jungle and you take some time away from your life and you go deeper with this medicine and you make that your life path, or you've already learned enough, get grounded, start doing some 3d work and integrate these lessons. He's like, you know, the, 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 I, I had told me that. It's like go one oh, way, yeah. go one way or the other. Because if you're gonna go deeper, you gotta get way far away from this culture. Otherwise, they're gonna lock you up in a loony bin. You gotta That's go, right. you gotta go somewhere where they understand what you're going through, where you can get naked and start screaming in tongues and running through the jungle, <laughs> or or just take what you've learned, which is plenty, and and go get your fucking hands in the mud. Go get dirty. Go do some lift some stuff. Go do some 3D work. You well, know, people can people can look at, at my whole career. I, I came out of the jungle in 2006. YouTube was a brand new reality. I was I came from comedy, Hollywood, television commercials, modeling, and just watch my first video, and then move straight through the Amazon all through 2006, 2007, 2008. Watch my human trajectory. It took me 15 years to bootstrap my idea of business, certified health nut, my online brand, monetizing that you know, took me uh, forever, get over my poverty consciousness, surrender to God, all of that stuff. People want me to drink medicine all the time. My ex-wife, uh, you know, that's a huge responsibility. I don't got fucking time for that. I got kids to raise. I got myself to take care of. And I got a business to, 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 to grow and, and a huge mission. 
And so I don't have time to go do medicine for one night, two nights, even to go down to the jungle. That's a serious, you know, undertaking four or $5,000 a week or two, you know, uh, away from my family. Usually I take my kids down there, but the bottom line is, is, is it's a huge responsibility. And I've already got the message. I got the fucking phone call. (laughs) I, I heard it in 2006. I've been working on it ever since. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put it, I'm going to show you guys the land that, that this, uh, medicine brother, you know, he's been working on the path medicine path for 11 years and, uh, and it culminated into everything that he's building here. And I got to tell you, whether it's my, uh, mentor in the Amazon, Scott Peterson, who's dead now, um, you know, Paul check who's worked extensively with medicines, um, or the guy, um, um, I'm teamed up with here in Sedona right now, the medicine path, it makes you a fucking realist, right? These guys aren't leafs in the winds, little spiritual woo-woos and shit. They talk straight. They got projects. They're moving forward. They take everything with a grain of salt. They got extreme amounts of humility. Um, the boy I'm sitting, my homie I'm standing with right now, he pulled skulls at Sundance and passed out on the second day. Hey, newsflash, that's a fucking dry fast. And you're dancing underneath 100 degree uh, uh, sun in the Dakotas for uh, four days in a row. And then they puncture your skin and they they put these bones in it and then you got to drag something that rips that skin out <laughs> this motherfucker this motherfucker is humble <laughs> as all get up but he's no leaf in the wind he knows what's up he's been around the block because a lot of us like me i came from the street you know I, I personally i like my spirituality i'm 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 a street motherfucker and i got some love in my heart and i figured that stuff out but i still talk straight to people Right. And people appreciate that. Yep. People appreciate that because there's tons of spiritual woo woo nonsense and bullshit all over the internet. All these influencers. So who's much. talking about the real shit, man? The food sovereignty, the, 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 the poison in the water, the food, talking about the future of humanity, getting off oil, getting upgrading beyond fiat currencies, ushering in free energy. You know, that, that's, hey, th- there's, you know, I wanted to answer the rest of that question. What's my plan? Free energy, self-care education, gift economy, and permaculture. And we're doing all those projects and filming it as much as possible. I've been giving my sweat equity into my brand for the past 15 years, making thousands of videos for free, and I will work for free. The thing is, I need organic food, and I understand my worth. So I no longer work for free. Some things are for free, uh, but everything else is monetized currently as a strong businessman in this world that we're currently living in. Yes, I want to be in the fifth dimension in the gift economy. We're not there yet. So I put my sweat equity into anything that I want. I throw my money at anything else that anything else that doesn't take my sweat equity. Um, I vote with my dollars. I, I invest wisely. And, uh, you know, I'm doing all sorts of uh, permaculture projects in this land just, just to be here. I got, I got a little tiny house. I went from a mansion to a tiny house. You see that? <laughs> <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and so, but, but the, the, the real honest truth is, is being outside has made me more healthy than, than living in a mansion. Oh yeah. I mean, just in two weeks, <laughs> just in two weeks, you know, I got my feet. I'm, I'm right here and barefoot, you know, yeah. there's, there's an ice bath over here. There's clean oxygen all the time. Uh, we're going to do a sweat lodge today. We got a, we got a man clan. And so, um, did, have I showed you this land yet, bro? No, you haven't. 
Have I showed you? No. So we've got we got the horse troughs here for the ice bath. Nice. So we're draining those. We got ice coming on the way. And then um, this is a pond pool. I've never seen anything like this. So wow. they designed this. Uh, my friend's got a permaculture background. He basically lived as a broke healer and, and hippie and yoga teacher for years. Mm -hmm. And all that stuff culminated. And I think he did some really good things in his life. And, and uh, he got some, uh, some good flow. But this is all design. Look at the stonemason work. That is awesome. It, it is literally magical. Look at We got three pyramids. I think the big one was donated. You know, people are coming out of the woodwork. They, they just want to work the land. They want to be a part of the energy. You know, they, they, they just want to be a part of anything. And so this, 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 this land is amazing. I want to show you the, the, the sweat lodges over here. Here's the gentleman that built all this stuff. They, these, uh, this building over here is made out of cob. Nice. And so uh, can you see the sweat lodge? It's all built into the ground. Oh, yeah, I see it. And then we got rock stacks for, be for beauty, uh -huh. right? And plus, this is meditation, mm -hmm. working with the stone. And then, of course, you know, look at how pretty that is. Wow. Right? And, we're, so, and, then, and then there's the sweat lodge. You get, you get a lot of medicine in, in with that. And then just being in the, we light a fire almost every day. There's a, there's a sound dome. We do holotropic breath work and they do medicine, um, medicine songs and they sing medicine songs in here and, uh, and it's all soundproof. I mean, you know what it's like being in a dome. Oh yeah. And so, so he built this, it's all sacred land since he started, you know, working with medicine. He built, check this out. Yeah, how important is water in the desert guys? <laughs> it's essential. <laughs> So he drilled 800 feet to get the water here on the land. In the summertime, he's got green grass that grows in the desert. Nice. And so, yeah, and here's the dome. This is where we're doing the holotropic breath work on January 21st. We've got one holotropic a month. We can fit at least 30 people in there. They've got the singing sound bowls, gongs, etc. This is where they set up the giant Bedouin tent for um, conferences. We're having a permaculture conference here in May. There's one of those yurt tents. Those things are amazing. They're like $10,000, those tents. Yeah, I lived in one of those for eight months when I was growing weed up north. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, Tate, you know, when, whenever you can, I'd like you to come out to, to the man clan and. and uh, I could and, use a little vacation. And, 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 and bring your gifts, man, because I know you're a homie. I know you show up and. Yeah. Uh, we just work the land, bro. We go back. You know, everybody's, everybody's doped up on fiat currency, so it's very hard for people to put in their sweat equity for things that they desire. But this is what's coming. You need to, you need to build community and lock in your food sovereignty. It's so important at this stage of the game. It's totally. everything. You want, you want control and you want autonomy and sovereignty, then make sure that you got water, make sure that you got food, make sure that you got community. Part of what we're doing here is barn raising. So we went out, the ATVs, the, the, the off-road vehicles, they destroy the ecosystem. The dust gets on the trees and it kills the trees. 
the nature ecosystem is so fragile when you look at man just trampling on it. And so Sedona is a beautiful place, but there's erosion from the humic and fulvic acids, the topsoil. This is a big fucking deal, man. So we got the men together and we go out and lift boulders and we put them on the dirt road and in the way of the ATV tracks. So the ATVs can't go through there. That's just one little community project that nice. men, the forest service is supposed to do it. They got one little stick sign. It's about that big. And it says, do not <laughs> come down here. So we're just helping out the forest service. Awesome. We're just doing, and not the ATVs, you know, it's like people want to enjoy themselves. I, I'm not trying to fault them, but yeah, it's time to rethink this. I actually told a Tesla driver the other day, he was parking in this parking lot in downtown Sedona and I waved to him. I talked to everybody and stuff. And, and then uh, they say, Oh, well, we're right here. We're renting a ATV. And I go, Oh, that's, that's great. Well, you know, have fun. I said, you know, my team and, 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 and fellas are working on the, the tracks outside of town because the ATVs are ruining the environment. Well, the guy had a Tesla. I think he was from LA and he's like, he's like, well, we're all about the environment. Thanks for letting us know. And you know, they went and they canceled their reservation. And so, and I, <laughs> I didn't want to be negative. I was like, please enjoy yourself. I understand yeah. them. I right. understand them. And at the same time, just because I said something, that was one less person that's going to go out and just destroy the local environment. Awesome. So we're showing up on whatever level we can with our natural gifts. We're staying in alignment. So we're in tune. So when we speak, that is in tune and that can raise other people's vibrations. And if negativity comes back, it doesn't matter because we've already raised our vibrations and we know how to take care of ourselves. So the speech becomes much more pure. Awesome. <laughs> were you, uh, were you raised to be like, I, I guess in your masculine or was that something that you discovered and cultivated as you grew up? Were you, were you raised sort of to be a, to be a man, let's put it that way. Or, or were you raised as a more effeminate man and had to learn it through your life lessons? Yeah, part of this is in my book, whether it's our schooling or whatever. I didn't know who the fuck I was. Yeah. I've always had my, you know, somebody told me to read C.S. Lewis, Catcher in the Rye. They kept on telling me to read it. And um, <laughs> it was almost like On the Road with Jack Kerouac. People told me to read that forever. I was a little bit bored at it because it kind of had that. What was the what was the character in that in that book? Anyway, I read it. Catcher in the Rye, he just kind of had a sourpuss attitude, and I don't have a sourpuss attitude, but my linguistics come out as kind of kind of like a punk, you know? And maybe that's because the way I grew up, uh, had to stand up for myself. I had an older brother that I didn't get along with, um, and I just learned not to take shit from anybody. Um, and I also realized now, later in life, that my energy, my je ne sais quoi, my unique idiosyncrasies are part of uh, my energetic template. And um, my heart's completely in the right place, but I come off very strong and intense with my language. And I think my energetic uh, uh, signature already starts to jostle people's vibrations that aren't ready for it. Mm. Um, and I talked to a Marine recon war hero, and he was abused in boys' homes and, I think he was sexually abused, he was beaten, everything. And I always thought, 
because I grew up on the street, I can read people like a book. And what Rudy said was that is threat assessment. So energetically, your nervous system is on point because there's been so much trauma, uh, you know, raising of the voice, hitting, you know, whatever kind of violence in the home. So the nervous system is jacked up. So you walk in a room, man, you know what's going on. And now mm -hmm. I just realized that, yeah, I'm so in, uh, intuitive, psychic, threat assessment, streetwise, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but energetically, I can feel when people are being subversive, their, uh, their thoughts and um, not so much what they say, but how they are. And I've always had... Uh, I've always had a razor sharp edge for injustice. And um, I used to get into a lot of trouble. I would tell people just if I could, I, 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 they fuck with me. And I knew their energy was off. Didn't matter what they were saying. I was just mm -hmm. like, fuck you. Who are you? <laughs> you know? And, and let me tell you, you drop the F bomb in our society. I don't care what the other person did, including stealing, ripping off, hurting, murdering it doesn't matter as soon as you raise your voice or swear in this world you're the bad guy and that is part of the toxic masculinity com communist subversive move because here's the thing here's a news flash motherfuckers everybody out there listening you psycho chicken <laughs> motherfuckers listen to me and that motherfucker is a term of endearment in my book listen listen to me <clears throat> you want a strong male that's clear in the mind standing up. If someone's poisoning the rivers, poisoning the children, yep. you want that. You want somebody on the front lines calling a spade a spade and making sure shit's getting fucking done. Right. Not that women can't do that either. You know, God bless any strong woman that that's willing to rise up to that level. The fact of the matter is you want strong men, you know, holding, towing the line for what's right what's morally in our heart that's going to create peace and harmony around the world. Cause people can now, because of the conditioning and the mind control, uh, people can debate right and wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> people, you can scientifically <laughs> validate, you can scientifically validate poisoning the water with fluoride. Oh my God. Right? You can scientifically validate poisoning the whole planet with glyphosate and roundup ready. And the list goes on. Deuter what, what is it? Uh, deuterium six Aaron Brockovich found in the water in California. It was causing cancer. I mean, the list goes on. So you want someone, you got a chemtrail going right behind you as you're speaking. Uh, dude, they're <laughs> fucking nuking this place, dude. They're fucking nuking this place, man. Speaking of. <laughs> so yeah, you want somebody speaking up and, Here's the thing. We're being so mind-controlled and programmed, whether you believe in chemtrails or not. Look, there's pollution. Come, there's particulates coming out of the air. And so mm -hmm. you're breathing that. That's going into your environment. What's the aluminum and the strontium and the barium? What's that doing to the fucking soil? Have you heard about the beetles that are taking over the redwoods in Northern California? Why is that? The trees are fucking dying. Trees are intelligent. If they know that there's poison on the ground, it's going to stop uptaking nutrients right they're trying it's a mystery why are the beetles attacking it it's like a it's a predatory host well predators only come in when the defenses are down and then yeah. the predators proliferate so this is poisoning of the commons and so people aren't aware of that because they're too doped up on fucking 
racism. Yeah. They think racism is, is a thing. Look, I've been on this planet for 55 years. There is no systemic racism. There are assholes, and yes, there's classism. Live in Hollywood and yeah. try and climb up the entertainment rung. First of all, it doesn't matter if you're gay or black or anything else. You can achieve whatever you want there if you're willing to suck dick, you know, or, <laughs> or, uh, or whatever other, you know, Hollywood games they play. Or Hail Satan. Exactly. <laughs> and so, so yeah. but I forgot my, la my train of thought, but, you know, uh, I've been on this planet for 55 years. It's not that assholes don't exist, and it's not that there's probably some racist motherfuckers out there that think that their race is better than the other. And racism works always. I, my best friend in college um, was... Uh, was he second generation Japanese? His father came over from Japan. Uh, I think he got put in an internment camp, uh, and they bought his land in Chinatown or something. And uh, during the war, anyways, he ended up getting a huge building on Van Ness, and you know, very good success story. But they had to deal with a lot of challenges. Anyways, you know, my buddy used to tell me uh, about the Asian culture because I was going to Japan and working in Japan. He said. Japanese are the most racist culture out there. 99% or 97% of Japan are Japanese. And so, mm -hmm. and then he went on to say expletives like the Koreans are the, the N word of the, of the Orient and, and whatever. So look, racism or racist ideas or separatist ideas, they do exist. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say that. However, black, white, Japanese, Asian, yellow, red man, blue man, purple man, black man. You know, my goal is to reunite the brotherhood of man. It was prophesied a long time ago. I don't care what color you are. And what I'm trying to say is the quote that Morgan Freeman says, how do you stop ra racism? Stop fucking talking about it. I'm not into it. I'm here to subjugate and, and override above it. Come to any one of my man clans. You guys are invited. We'll s sit in the sweat lodge. We'll talk about this shit. Here's the thing, playing the victim is a weak position and they want you to play the victim and, and worry about the victim. But I've been studying success as an entrepreneur, the freedom lifestyle. If you play the victim, <laughs> then that's what will show up. But if you play the victor and you be strong, you can face all these challenges without crying rape, right? Without crying, oh, I'm a victim. I've done... Uh, I want to make these points before people start marginalizing me in our uh, cancel culture. I've done confrontational psychology, um, landmark forum, MITT type of work, EST type of work. And the human condition is real. I had 60 people in my class and we did extensive, you know, workshops. And one of them was to leave, you know, the abuse behind or the trauma behind. And I had to listen to 60 people. And whether it was abject torture, like being in a foster care system and throwing in scalding water and, and, and being abused and beaten to shit, bloody and stuff like that, or, you know, a parent dying and the other parent not really loving that, that, that child and feeling that they were traumatized or violated emotionally or psychologically. So whether it's perceived or abject real, 
The human condition is real. We've all been through it. So let's get over our spilt milk, rise up to our divinity mm-hmm. and create heaven on earth. Heaven on earth is already here. Realize heaven on earth and create peace on earth. Peace in my heart first and then peace in the world. Racism doesn't exist. How do you stop it? You stop talking about it. The Mockingbird Media, MK Ultra, is programming you to be divisive against others and stop playing the victim. Mm-hmm. Yep, the divide and conquer agenda is definitely present. <laughs> and it's insane. Have you ever wanted to make a song for a special someone? Or maybe just for yourself? Maybe you have an idea, something funny, something with a positive message, but you don't play an instrument. Maybe you don't even sing. Or maybe you do, but you have no place to record, or you lack the proper gear or the knowledge of how to make your song sound professional. Regardless of where you are, if you have the desire to create a piece of music that can forever resonate as an imprint that you make, this service is for you. At Vibe Keeper Records, we can do it all, from writing to recording to mixing to mastering to distribution and even music videos. This is your one-stop shop. With this service, you can watch and hear your creative ideas come to life. If you're interested in having a song recorded just for you or for your loved one, visit thevibekeeper.com, click on services, and let's make a song. Can you speak into the masculine quality of competition? Have we created an over-competitive culture? And if so, how can we create a more healthy level of competition? Because I think competition is sort of hardwired into the psychology of men, whether we're competing against ourselves or against others. Um, It's just, it seems like, to me personally, it seems like we could be living in such a better world if we were in a more collaborative frame of mind. But I think also there's a balance there. Like there is a healthy level of competition that, that helps us to better ourselves. Do you have anything to say around that? Yeah, absolutely. I think competition is naturally inherent in us and it can be used for the greater good to being the best, like who's the best, you know, who's the fastest, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. What happens is you throw a fiat currency debt slave system with central banking in there and they siphon off. Well, the, there is no intrinsic value. And then if you have any value in sweat equity, they can just uh, do a housing crisis or a bank shift or what we're seeing now with all these uh, bailouts and sticking trillions of dollars of paper into a, into uh, a currency that was only backed by billions of dollars worth of paper in 2007. So now I think we're up to $7 trillion worth of paper that's been printed since 2008. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's devalued your currency. So people are in competition. Look, I hang out at Air One all day long and, and talk to people and eat health food and work out and stuff. Let me tell you, in LA, with the rent so high and the food uh, expense so high, People don't have time to chit-chat for, for, forever and cooperate with people. They've got to make money. If you're not making me money, conversation ends. Mm-hmm. And so there is a competitive element. Look, I dealt with this com- competition uh, with my you know, supposedly loving wife, you know, who's a very loving person. She's conditioned to compete with me and to compete in the marketplace and compete in the industrial world. She was in fashion. She worked with all the Jewish Shmata guys. 
uh, in New York City. They're tough to deal with. She would tell me all the time. Very, very tough in business to deal with. And, you know, Koreans are very well known for their own toughness in business. And she was tough. And she brought all that masculine stuff right in the home. If there was any decision that needed to be made at the home and she wanted to make a decision that was different from mine, it was fucking World War III. It still is to this day, right? So she'll play the feminine card when she wants to be weak and play the victim, but then she'll play the masculine card when she wants her own way. Hmm. And so, and, you know, I just don't think uh, uh, two masculine entities, that's not going to work out. So we've been, uh, we're matched, polarized. She's right. in her masculine and I'm in my masculine. I was in my feminine because I didn't answer that question before. Yeah. I was living on the west side of Los Angeles, selling herbs to all the raw food vegans and, and health people and all that stuff. And I was, that was around me. this <laughs> ideology around the divine feminine and how the masculine's out of balance. And you know, and I think there's validity in that conversation, but I got I didn't know who I I was as a man, as a family man. No one taught me about marriage, the covenant of marriage and family. I wasn't schooled in this. I had to learn it the hard way. Uh, and I do believe that family is first. And I, I, my whole mission has been trying to keep my family together. Although my wife's off there drinking ayahuasca. I don't want to be a mom. I don't want to be a wife. I want to be, you know, I want to be a famous influencer healer, you know, uh, you know, and I didn't do any work around that. So I want you to do all the marketing for me and promote me as that. And no, I don't want to have sex with you. And, and no, I don't like, it's like they want their cake and to fucking eat it too. <laughs> the fuck is that? So what happened to me during my initial part of my marriage before my divorce is my wife was good in business. Uh-oh, you cut out. Clarity that's not against men, yeah. right? But just honest, devotional, this is my feminine offering to the world. This is what I think needs to be out there. And so uh, instead, I just capitulated to my wife and what she wanted. Do this in business. Try that. Do this. Do work with that person. Don't say this. Don't say that. Make more money. You're not making enough money. Why, why can't you make more money? I, I hate you because I have to work my other job, you know? And it's like, not like, oh, thank God we have work and money to feed the family and we live in a vaca vacation destination and we have brand new cars and our children are in private school and, and we have a beautiful life. No gratitude for that. It's just bitch, co complain and moan, make more fucking money. And I'm not the only one because I got tons of clients like that as well. And so is that really who we are as a species? is is fighting dividing and conquer amongst the others so this let me finish the 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 capitulating to the feminine sure so uh you know i really wanted to honor that and and yes dear you know i understand that lots of things we disagree with and we got in fights over with but for the most part i was like yes dear oh you're smarter in business than me okay all right yes dear i'll do that and then and then that didn't work and you know we'd get done with half-baked ideas or half-finished projects and then it wouldn't you know, put more money on the table. And so, and so, you know, we'd scrap that and it was just a fucking shit show for the longest time. And when we got divorced, um, I had enough money coming in from my, uh, Purium superfood business. Um, 
I actually didn't think I was going to make it because she was complaining. She was handling the finances. That was the other thing I let, I, I let her do is handle the finances. A man, I think it's a good idea that we really understand. I'm not driven by money, Tate. I think you know that by me. Yeah. I do like money and creation power and the ability of what it does for help me uh, uh, have impact in the world. I'm not driven by it. As long as I got food, as long as, as, long as I got a shelter and, and the nature and my free time, I'm fucking happy. And so, um, but this whole idea around making more money, she kept pushing me around and then we got divorced. I didn't even think I had enough money to get an apartment in LA if she was complaining so much, but lo and behold, I had built up a business. It was paying me about $3,000 a month. I got divorced in 2017 and I had a bunch of, uh, advisors and coaches that I was working with. And one of my business coaches was doing some shit like get out there and, and do networking calls and contact people on LinkedIn. It was such a dead end road with so much time, um, sweat equity in it. I just was like, shut the fuck up. This is so old paradigm. And I was just like, no more external inputs. That's where the beard came from. That's where the hair came from. I stopped giving a fuck what people think. And I gave myself permission to fucking fail, fall on my face and fail. I'm going to pick myself up each and every time. And sure enough, I failed my way to success. I moved my, 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 I remarried my wife, put my family back together. We stayed in my one bedroom for three months. Then we moved into the biggest house in LA. Coronavirus happened, moved to Sedona and, uh, she still wanted to be the man in the relationship. And we just clashed within one month of being here. My team was here. I was killing it in business and she moved out. And wow. uh, that's where, that's where we've been ever since. And she's just been trying to find her way, you know, cause she, she is a feminine force, but she's completely in her masculine and this world, you know, it'll do that. It'll create that competition. Now she wants to compete with me as well. And, and, uh, and that's understandable, but there is no competition. As far as I, I'm concerned, I'm the best at being me. And nobody can fuck with that. And I'm going to be, and I'm going to be me at a hundred fucking percent all up yeah. in your grill a hundred percent of the time. And yeah. so, so, uh, so that's what I did. I felt I lost my internal navigation capitulating to my woman and letting her lead yeah. again, back to David data's work. Fucking man doesn't lead. Women don't have respect for you. So I'm sure there's some respect lost and, I don't, you know, I don't handle controversy very well. I, I don't fight fairly. So, you know, we fight pretty viciously, you know, and, and <laughs> it's all in my book anyways, but <laughs> you know, my wife took it upon herself to, to steal, change my passwords and steal $63,000 out of my bank account the other day. Whew. So you want to talk about competition, bro? You tell wow. me what the fuck's going on. This is supposed to be a person that loves me. And, and, you know, we were going to get a fan. We we're going to get a house together. And so I'm here to tell you, that's why I call everybody psycho chickens because everybody has the seeds of greatness and everybody has the seeds of darkness inside of them. Mm -hmm. What are you uh, manifesting? What are you focusing on? What are you watering and cultivating uh, inside of yourself? There's no bad or good. The chapters aren't over. Again, the book was great. We got remarried, love wins, and it keeps going. <laughs> Life keeps going. Now, yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't hate my wife. I don't hate women. None of that. I understand. I respect the human condition and I want to call forth our divine masculinity, our divine femininity, 
mm-hmm. and 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 stay in our lanes. Let me clean up my re- real estate. Let me let me let me clean up my side of the street. Take care of my own real estate, mm-hmm. and be open how I can serve uh, others in the community. And so, um, you know, I want nothing but peace and harmony and love and consciousness. But we do have a debt slave system based on oil uh, and oil. People think they're into racism. They're like, oh, yeah, racist. America's racist. Hey, look, motherfuckers, I did the math. I worked in the Amazon. We're cutting that thing down at a heavy clip. And oil exploration is numero uno, the cancer of the Amazon. So here's the thing, guys. We are practicing genocidal racism on brownie because they have the brown crude oil whether that's the sudan or darfur or -hmm. venezuela or uh libya syria afghanistan which is about pipelines syria is about a pipeline iraq and so look there are all sorts of opium triangle deals i did i did research on drugs and the mafia i did Mm -hmm. a report on drugs and the mafia um uh, in college and it quickly became drugs and the u.s government yeah so the u.s government was running planes for the Viet Cong to the poppy fields of afghanistan to for the golden triangle for the heroin trade as nixon is denouncing drug use and heroin use on the tv the cia is flying the drugs around on our planes i think it was air america uh Air, Air America, um, if if I do recall, so there is a lot of backwards fuckery going on. Pull the wool over uh, out over your eyes, guys, and uh, uh, understand things a little bit better. You start talking about racism, start looking at you in the mirror in your own gasoline usage because yep. that's systemic racism. Kill brownie for natural resources, and so. Uh, Let's face facts. And again, uh, I'm not into racism. If you're going to talk about it with me, the conversation is going to end. And so I have mixed race children. Um, and, I, you know, I told these guys called me racist. These Indians called me racist here in Sedona back in uh, June. And, uh, you know, I told them I don't see in color. And then this other asshole, what's his name? Netic, uh, tried to rake me through the coals. And, uh, you know, everyone's got their own philosophy and perspective. Yeah. And, you know, Nedek was saying, oh, you don't see in color, but do you see in height? Like, if you see a tall motherfucker, you're going to get into a fight with him if he's a lot bigger than you? You know, what, 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 whatever. I don't, I, I have filters. I deal with people at the heart level, hmm. right? I'm not assessing. I'm assessing energetically on everything. And yeah, if you have a different color skin, you were brought up differently, you know, or the potential for you to be brought up differently, to have cultural differences. That's a threat assessment. I need to assess who I'm I'm working with. That's just reading human beings. It has nothing to do with racism. The definition of racism is if you think uh, one culture is better than the other and reverse racism works on the same ticket. And so I think we're all in the same boat um Mm -hmm. we are all on this planet we are all one we are all connected we are all one or none and if you don't get that you still want to call me a racist go fuck yourself yeah i think i think the the prime ism you're looking for a problem you're the racist and and you're looking for a problem that you know if you're calling other people a racist 
you're looking for because a real racist looks like a cruel people it's like fuck other people and we're gonna either kill them or hurt them or this is our ideology never met one sorry never yeah. met one they I may th- exist i think the ku klux klan's got some membership down in the south i know but i've been on the planet for 50 years 55 years the racism that I see is killing other people for natural resources. So if you're not going to talk about that, it's like BLM. Black lives matter only when it's your political agenda. Black lives matter for the kids in, in Chicago getting murdered every week. They don't matter because they're not out there talking about that. The black lives of uh, cops that got killed, they don't matter because they, you don't see BLM talking about that because it's a subversive communist program funded by these extreme elite people George Soros worth $18 billion funnels all that money into BLM and Antifa. Anyways, I don't want to get off on too many negatives, but here's my, let me just wrap this up. This is a cognition call. This is a wake up fucking call. This is a wake up call for people to get in to the mirror. Who and what are you? What are you made of? And what makes up yourself? You might want to dig down to bedrock and understand that and start building community around that. If you like your life, maybe you like the hell. Maybe you're, maybe it entertains you. And so, okay, just be honest with yourself, right? Be honest with yourself. And remember you get what you give. So, yeah. I mean, you talked a little bit about the, the banksters. What are your thoughts on Bitcoin? You know, I don't have a lot and I I lost some money and some investments. So, um, yeah, I do, but I don't know what's going to happen, but I've already seen, it go up and come down. Who siphons off that sweat equity? Who siphons off that, that money? Where does it go? Now yeah. it's going up and, and down again. And, and so I'm calling forth the gift economy when brothers and sisters give that, which they uh, have in their heart and their genius, their, their, their genius. And we can build community around that. I'll scrub the toilets on Santa Monica. If they get the communists, the fuck out of there. And we start building <laughs> mental health camps and really start healing people with natural medicine. Um, and they clean up the beach. I'll clean the bathroom blocks down there. Why? I'm part of the community. I can humble myself. I can clean the toilet bowls, scrub toilets. I, I, I don't care. I'll humble myself for that. If I got to do that for three to four hours a week to live in a community that's clean, mm-hmm. and you know, I'll do what it takes. Ubuntu is the movement that you want to follow. Michael Tellinger, a world beyond money. It's totally possible. We have to speak it into existence, envision mm-hmm. it first. My, my next appointment here is, uh, Tate, uh, can we... You want to wrap this up a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to uh, close off with the question that I ask all my guests at the end of the podcast, because this is a site and podcast focused around men's health and wellness, being masculine in today's culture. So this is the question. It's a three-part question. What does being a masculine man in a healthy way mean to you in today's culture? What does that look like and why is it important? Being myself knowledge of self all knowledge is knowledge of self um being myself to the nth degree um and 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 you know shining up the temple of god you know god's temple so being a shining example of divinity on this earth as much as possible moving towards that um and being myself awesome and and, and here's the thing. I got to accept my shadow. So I got, I got to mm. be able to accept my shadow and honor my shadow. And then that way I can deal with others and accept their shadow. And, they're, and they're, like, I got to accept my wife stealing. What kind of thief takes that type of money? Obviously, somebody who feels that they're completely entitled. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I got to work with forgiveness in my heart. I got, I'm going to have peace in my family and, and family first, regardless if we're together sexually. And I, I will admit, guys, get off the porn and really watch your sexual energy with women. Because if you want problems, have sex with a woman. You'll get all her emotional problems. Um, and so make sure that you're complete first and that you build a relationship first before you have sex as best you can. I mean, sex is great. So sometimes you want the one night stand or whatever, but just know that there's a price to pay. I figured that out at 50 when I got divorced and went on Tinder and Bumble and met a bunch of women and it was a fucking shit show. I went celibate. (laughs) So understand your, understand your sexual energy, I think is, 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 is very, uh, important and know that women, uh, will utilize that because of our programming um against you i noticed that with my wife she would get get horny about every month and a half so she cut me off but then she'd come back right and uh the issue was my own inner masculine resolve that should have been off the table if she's gonna play all these games and then come and have sex when she wants and then and then and then leave and use withholding sex and withholding love against me and being cold and mean well as soon as i took sex off the table oh my god you should have seen the vulnerability and how the table shifted then <laughs> so, you really want power reclaim your sexuality no fap stop fucking your hands stop jerking off stop watching porn stop being you know and then have a baseline and then meet a woman that also has some of these ideals. We're all fucked up because we've all been programmed to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. I don't want to be completely negative and victim consciousness. We're not fucked up. This is spiritual fodder for our own awakening. We are God incarnate. We are the sum total of the all. We are the drop in the ocean, which means mm-hmm. we are the ocean and we're the drop. So we, we are, it's, it's a heavy message for people to understand that they are god consciousness but that is the ultimate and so uh, totally anyways, i want i want i want to i want to reference your book on that one you say i am grateful for my pain as it teaches me the direction to shift into and i a hundred percent resonate with that like like i said I, I i encountered a couple haters on the internet yesterday i just finished my five mile run i run five miles five days a week and just got finished and that got me all heated and first i responded all heated and then i went you know what i'm gonna go work out more now i got all this energy i'm fucking heated i went back to the beach and kept working out so you know i think what you're saying resonates with me completely it's like we can be so thankful for all the assholes all the retards and idiots all the you know because it it heats us up and and it you know, just like with fire, you can burn your house down or you can cook a steak, you know, and I think that's a really, you know, suicide rates right now are fucking through the roof. It's super sad. But I think that's a really positive message for men to look at and see all that stuff that's causing your sadness and pain and anger that can be channeled into making your body stronger, making your mind stronger and just making you more resilient. I think the more challenges and that we go through in life, the more opportunity we have to build ourselves up. So I just want to end on that note and say that I'm super grateful for you taking the time to come on here and share your story, share your wisdom. Uh, uh, it looks like you're, you're doing it out in Sedona. That's quite the property you got there. 
Um, if you have any links that you want to share, you guys should definitely check out his book. It's a really powerful book, Ripped at 50. Um, he's also working with this company, Purium. They've got the highest quality. Uh, I don't even want to call them supplements. They're, it's food. It's, it's, it's nutrient-dense foods, um, and it's clean. It's high quality. If you want to get linked up with Purium, uh, I'll get a link from Troy so you can link up with him on that. Is there anything else you want to plug before you go, Troy? Yeah, I've got a free Qigong video for everyone who logs into my website, TroyCasey.com, CertifiedHealthNut.com. Um, we did a 30-minute binaural beat didgeridoo uh, Qigong challenge, so you can watch it every day and, and get your exercise on, get your mobility on. Uh, log on to TroyCasey.com. I'm being censored, just like J.P. Sears, Elliot Hulse, Brian Rose, um, I don't, I, you know, we're doing pretty good on YouTube right now. Instagram's completely censored. I could be deplatformed. De so find me everywhere. I'm on Patreon. I'll be on BitChute. You'll find me on Discord, Telegram, wherever I end up. But stay in touch with me on the website, sign into the email list, and uh, we'll keep you up to date to all my workshops, my retreats, and breathwork sessions. Awesome. Thanks, Troy. And reach out. Let's make a song. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Okay, yeah, dude. God bless. God bless. Bye.